Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fix the Whale podcast. This podcast is about moving house. Moving house. And this is the podcast where me, Sam Avery, and my co-host, Katie Tracy. Hello. We try and fix the world every week by just tackling a, a, a tiny problem. A tiny problem at a time. Slightly bit better each week. So this week, we have actually moved house, haven't we, Katie? We've moved. We've moved to uh, a new studio, which is part of the Have a Word podcast uh, studios. So we're very... Very thrilled to be here. We are. We're made up. I'm a little bit worried about the fact there's a really, really high definition camera. It's, it's oh, probably more that's than That's always high a worry for anybody. Uh, and we did say we were going to go on a juice plan and a, a weight loss journey and all that. And I don't think, I, I mean, I certainly... No, I already feel like I didn't put enough makeup on. <laughs> I haven't put any on, so... No. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to shy away from the camera a little bit. But, but we've we've done it on Zoom for the last few weeks, so it makes a change to actually wear clothes and comb here. Yeah. To do the it's, podcast. It's much better. Especially yeah. when there's cameras involved, I think Indeed. that's a good idea, isn't it? But yeah, oh, the DPD man didn't mind. What relationship have you got with those delivery men at the moment? So this, so the um, the DPD man, it's always different. But he did terrorise me during lockdown. So you know when they uh, knock at the door and put the parcel down, yeah. and then they take a photograph of the parcel. And then this day, I um, had hair basically like Gene Wilder. <laughs> I was wearing a, like a mishmash of different styles, like jogging bottoms, uh, a hoodie, um, I'd all kind. I looked, and then I had um, trainer socks and me fellas slides on. You and looked you know, like you'd fallen through. I looked Max. like I just <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. I looked like I would just come out of some kind of institution. For mentally ill people who didn't have any fashion sense, and uh, he knocked and opened the door, and he put he put the parcel on the floor, and he went to just take a picture of it, and it went okay, and um, that was done. And then it wasn't my parcel; it was my son's girlfriend's parcel. And then she immediately texted me the photograph that DPD had sent her to yeah, say we've delivered your you. parcel, yeah. and it was me bent over, and all you could see was the top of my head. My ear was all sticking up. And me sliders and socks, and I, I just look like I look like nobody owned me. <laughs> um, so I'm not talking to the DPD people at the moment for that reason. You should at least make your pose, and I have posed. You know when they say, "Can I just take a quick picture?" Oh, yeah. I, I do. I put the thumbs up in it. Yeah. I remember Bobby Firmino, who plays for Liverpool, was there was a picture of him getting a COVID te- a temperature test for COVID, and someone put the thing towards his forehead, and he just smiled because that that's what you do. I do that the when they do that with that thing that gun there. Yeah. Like, yeah. What you do, you, you smile when someone shows something in your face. Yeah, but no, we have, we've got the other delivery driver who delivers like assos and other parcels, and he's nice. Yeah, um, I was going to invite him for Christmas dinner. To be honest, we saw him <laughs> that often. But then when we were on holiday the other week, there was a man in this bar, and he was on stage with the acts like dancing in his undies, and I went, "Oh my god, is that our delivery driver?" Thought it was him. Oh, I uh, sent a part. I sent a photograph home. I was like, "Is this our delivery driver?" And was he? No, oh, just, just looked, looked like, like him. him. Maybe there's a look that they have. Mm. We've got a guy who delivers our. Uh, we get some like it's gusto. We get we get like food delivered. That oh, you, you middle class oh, yeah. fucker! <laughs> totally. Do so uh, I don't know. If it's Is there enough? It's not pronounced gusto. It's pronounced gusto. Um, and you get all the meals delivered, and you get the recipes delivered, and and my wife likes it, so I like it because you know that's easy. I suppose. Is there enough food though? Because you know, like when you get enough ingredients for a meal for two. Yeah. I always buy extra. Because I'm a greedy bitch and my fella's greedy. So the the amount of ingredients necessary for one of those gusto boxes, I feel like I'd have to have some toast before I went to bed. <laughs> that comes with it if you take Does the right it? box, yeah. <laughs> they give you pre-toast. Um, but we've got a guy called... It, it is enough food, I think. It's like, because she doesn't eat that much, so I just kind of... 
eat mine and then finish it. I'd love someone to say that about me. (laughs) She doesn't eat that much. No, my wife doesn't eat that much at the at the meal, and then she might just snack a bit later. But I just I just plow through everything. In fact, when I go away with the family, I eat my food, finish air food, and then finish the kids' food. But then when you do the gusto meal, so like if you're cooking it, don't you just have like sly bits before you put it out? You can't really because it gives you the specific amount of everything. It's like if it's like thirty-five grams yeah. of something, it gives you the exact amount. So it's but I, I don't do any of the cooking. But anyway, the guy who delivers gusto for us is a beautiful man called Alex, and we know his name. Yeah, and we talk to him, and it's I don't know whether it's because it's gusto. This guy is slightly more well-to-do. Oh, because it's like a middle-class delivery thing. I think so yeah, you know. so not, it's not just going to be like Kev from Netherton. No, he, he uh, does all the Amazon throwing. Yeah, there's your green beans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did you order this hummus? They didn't have it, so we got you some of this instead. Yeah, so uh, it's it's just I think. Did you have gusto for your tea every night? No, three nights a week we have it. And then the other nights we just we you know we go we go freestyle yeah or like just cook a meal like oh my god it's good though because it takes that little I hate in life thinking every day what are we gonna have for our tea that's what it is and even I th- though food is like my favorite thing ever my favorite subject I have my breakfast and I think what I'm having for my dinner and it's just a cycle of that yeah but the waking up and going oh or going for a food shop and think planning on what you gotta buy. For the forthcoming week, it just oh, burns my head out. It's an extra thing you don't need in your life. No, the recipes are dead good. Sorry, this sounds like an advert, and it's not. So, but we're if, not, if we're they are watching and they want to send me any free gusto, I wouldn't say no. <laughs> yeah, we'll send Alex around with the leftovers. He's a very nice chap, and I've met his parents. <laughs> um, <but laughs> the, the gusto ingredients come. So, this is my gripe with gusto to make sure this is a balanced review, if you want to call it that, of their services. The, the ingredients come. The recipe and it's all very it's all very well put together and but my problem is I'm a terrible cook like because I've not cooked enough in my life mm. so it'll give you the first instruction it'll say like heat a pan put some butter in open box open box <laughs> yeah put clothes on stop drinking and let uh, Alex out <laughs> of your house <laughs> yeah stop stroking <laughs> Alex's hair and then it'll say the word that I hate it says meanwhile which suggests that you can just do it while the other thing oh, so happening. it's assuming that you're you can multitask yeah, it's assuming more of me than i've got it says like meanwhile chop an onion chopping an onion for me takes about 40 minutes Same. honestly i'm so slow and then i have to stop for a little sob in the middle oh you know, you know if you breathe through your mouth your eyes don't water oh, does it no oh, right okay I'll but i forget <gasps> to do that i'll be thinking of you next time <gasps> please don't <laughs> just hyperventilating <laughs> over an onion i'll be thinking of you next time i mouth breathe please please no i'd appreciate it if you didn't okay i won't <laughs> I will now, won't I? I can't <laughs> help it because this is now lodged in my head. Um, Send me a voice note. <laughs> <laughs> I actually sleep. I breathe through my mouth when I sleep. Do you? And it's 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 a burden I have to carry because I just wake up and my mouth is just like disgusting. It's horrible. Yeah, and uh, do you know you eat, the average person eats eight spiders in their lifetime? I don't know because my mouth's just a, an open gap for them to climb in. I reckon I'm on about 15. It's all very well living in our country where we have little spiders, but imagine living like abroad. Wake up with like half a tarantula and I'm going like, <laughs> Yeah, huntsman in your jaw. <laughs> just, I had a dream about a really crunchy apple and then I woke up <laughs> and I was dead. Um, I, I just, but I snore a lot, you know, snore a lot in the night. Yeah. You were snoring. No, um, sometimes when I'm, if I've had a few drinks, I will snore. But I'd, I've noticed lately, I've started to do this thing where I sleep, at me, if sleep on my back and I go, 
and then wake up. myself up. Just yeah. make that one little noise. I've done that on like public transport. When you wake yourself up and you realise everyone's just buzzing off you. I'd rather sleep next to a really loud snorer though than a really like not dead loud mouth breather. Oh, do you know what I mean? Awake, At least mean? The, a snorer is committing to the snore, <laughs> but this. Oh God, it winds me up so much. What about the people who sort of start to sort of accidentally lean on you and start canoodling you? Asleep. Can you where, where are we in the situation? Am I at home in bed with me fella or am I'm I like talking, I'm talking on a train? I'm talking about on a train, yeah. On a bus. That's never happened to me. It happened on a plane to me. I had a fellow who kept sort of like snuggling into me. And, you know, Did he? It was just a bit. I, I don't appreciate that. You know, I didn't want to. So I just, the elbows came out a little bit. I didn't want to, you know, give him a proper Vinnie Jones in the face. Not you, have first, to give off, you have to give off a persona. I told a man <laughs> off. A, <laughs> to, a, to a sleeping uh, man. Yeah. No, I told, well, I told a man off on the train one morning because he was man spreading. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, he had long legs and it was chocolate on the train, but I was like, no, I've, I'm sitting down. So he was man's present, but he was on the seat on the outside and the inside seat was empty. And I, that, I hate that. Them pricks who do that need a, a, a smack. <laughs> but anyway, so he's there and his legs were wide open. And I just went, excuse me, can I get in there? And he looked at me like he wanted to murder me. And then he moved and let me in. And then he opened his legs that's wide and I went oh, dead no. loud. I must have just been like hormonal or whatever but everyone it was chocolate as well and he, he, he opened his legs said wide and his knee was against mine and i turned around and went excuse me can you shut your legs <laughs> so yeah, i passed eight on a monday morning and he just was mortified oh like i felt a little bit bad but he knew what he was doing excuse me could you just squash your bollocks together there for me please you... bigger your balls mate <laughs> <laughs> just completely humiliate him in front of everyone <laughs> your nuts must be like buster gonads yeah it, it's just I call it ball bunch. I see it a lot on telly. Ball bunch? Yeah. Does sound like a kid's TV You know, like when TV presents, especially when the football's on and they're sat there on the chairs, and I'm not automatically drawn to their ball sacks. I swear down, I'm not. (laughs) But sometimes when they have, like, smart trousers on and it gathers around because they're not tight, like jeans, and they haven't got the structure that jeans have got. (laughs) So they're just, like... You can just see the outline of, like, the little package, and it really knocks me sick. It's not a nice thing, is it? I mean, balls aren't nice to look at, or, or even to own. I mean, as a as a ball Beauty owner. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, Sam. Yeah, but, but, you know, balls are just... And they get worse with age. They just, you they know... go lower, don't they? Oh, I mean, you know... Don't, I read that they get tangled in things. Well, sometimes... I have had the odd occasion where I've thought, have they swapped places? Like, I don't know if the balls... I don't know if that's, like, medically possible. But I don't know whether I've got twin boys, and sometimes they, you know, pretend to be the other one. I don't know if, if my balls <laughs> are doing the same thing, trying to play a little prank on me. Yeah, mirroring your boys, swapping round, <laughs> just playing little pranks on their <laughs> owner. But yeah, ball, balls are horrible to to look at, and to you know, especially if they're, they're taking up more space on the train. Well, that part of the body generally isn't the most photogenic. No, but there are a lot of photos of them. I know. If you look in the right places <laughs> or the wrong places, depending where you are. But uh, yeah, I, uh, speaking of. Um, Tightly fitting clothes around your balls. I had uh, we had a Halloween party in our house for Halloween at the weekend, and I didn't order a costume until the last minute. Please tell me you didn't go down in like the the Barat onesie. No, <laughs> that was the only costume. Hi, kids. Listen, happy Halloween. You'd be recording this podcast solo if yeah. I'd done that because I'd be in some kind of <laughs> holding cell. I think the uh, the only costume I could get was a, a killer clown costume. The only costume I could get that would deliver the next day because they didn't order it till Thursday or something. Mm. Um, it was the wrong size. It came and it was far. It was it was big, but it was too small as well. So when I 
pulled it up the bottom like the around the crotch was just like Whoop! oh no and it was not a pretty sight to look at and bearing in mind you're dressed as a clown so you know you don't want to look like that um and we w- we had this party and it was all that you know it was dead nice all the kids came we played some games everyone left and then <laughs> so <funny>. bless you <laughs> i know it's the thought of it alone just has a reaction i'm allergic to, to sam's <laughs> nethers <laughs> nether regions yeah. thank god makes people sneeze the, the pollen count was high that day, my friend. <laughs> um, so anyway, the party, the revelers have left our house and I'm just, you know, emptying all the, all the rubbish into like a bin bag and stuff and going the, taking the bins out. I forgot, it's trick or treat, Halloween. Oh. So someone had knocked on our door, but I'd not heard them. So I still had my full killer clown outfit on with a ball cap. Not that I needed a ball cap, oh. but I had like red hair bits coming off the side. And I was putting the bins out and I just opened the door and there's all these kids stood there and they went, trick or treat. And I just went, oh, like that. <laughs> and then I pretended to say, yeah, tr- treat, and offered them the bins. <laughs> and they didn't understand I was joking. And the parents were at the end of the, the path. And I, I don't think they thought it was very funny either. But um, I had a little chuckle to myself. You'll have a reputation in that street now. Tight crotch bin man. I don't yeah. mind the trick or treats. the cute. But it's when they're like 17 and 18 and you'd open the door and they're like, sex is like, dressed as sexy, like whatever. And get like that trick or treat. And you're like, <laughs> get down the path. Yeah, come on. Get off. Get away. So what are we fixing this week, Kate? Hey, we're fixing moving house. Moving house, yeah. Because we've, we've moved house. We've moved moved to a, this this lovely place that we're recording. Um, and I suppose everyone's moved out at some point, haven't they? Yeah. At some point, whether it's, you know... Um, have you moved a lot? I think I've moved... I moved a lot when I was younger because it was just like staying in a place for 12 months and then moving, like with mates and stuff. Oh, and yeah. Moving again to another flat or to another house and just renting. I think as an adult. Like, oh, I'm glad I never had that lifestyle. I was a hated it. It was all right, because they were fully furnished houses, so you just you didn't have to pack anything. Pack I know, but clothes. when you move into a house with your mates and they're not as clean as you or whatever. Or they're cleaner than you. And then you, it, it, it lifts, uh, what is it, high tide lifts yeah. all <gasps> I, went out, I went out with this lad, right, for like about 12 months, and uh, he lived in a shared flat in, ta- um, oh, it doesn't matter, by, by town. And he said, do you want to come for your tea? And he, he shared this flat with like four lads his age, and I was like, "Oh, um, yeah, all right." And I went, and I was thinking, I was dreading I was walking up the stairs, dreading, I thinking it was going to go into like a sticky hovel, mm-hmm. and uh, I walked in, and it was like spotless, right? And these lads were all in like the twenties, late twenties, and it was spotless, and I was like dead impressed. And then I went to the kitchen, and in the kitchen there was like a little, um, you know, when people used to clean out margarine like tubs or butter tubs, and used them as like a, a receptacle for things yeah. like and so there was one emptied out and on 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 the front there was a little sticker and it said dishes and then there's another one a sticker on the front and it said surfaces and there's a different cloth in each one in each one. Oh no and i was like well now i'm disturbed That's because even i specific. don't have that level of like cleanliness in my house and i'm here in this house with four smelly lads and they have separate cloths for surfaces <laughs> and dishes surfaces dishes bog seat yeah dead bodies dead bo- <laughs> yeah next victim Kate. bodily fluids oh jesus <laughs> don't get those cloths mixed up yeah the, the, you get some proper weirdos when you share a house with someone that's the thing so when you move into a flat or a house house share with someone you end up with like it's a lucky dip in it sometimes you meet them beforehand and mm. you don't know. the first time i moved out with my mum and dad's i moved into a flat in town and there were there was two people who'd lived there who'd moved out in those two empty rooms, and they both had a fight with each other. And when I got there, the lad who lived there, he was from South Africa, and he he was going, 
Look, Sam, look, you can see where they had to fight. You can see the blood all over the walls. Look. And it was like this like blood trail. It's like an episode of Dexter. Oh, when you said fight, I thought you meant like an argument. No, no actual no, physical. Proper, like the police were called and it was My God. It, it was really bad. But you know, on the flip side, I got a room you in town. You got a room in town. Which was really good. But I met I met I mean, I was lucky I lived with some dead sound people then, but I have lived with weird people as well. Like I live with one guy and in his bedroom. He labelled all his his drawers, not his undies, like the draw, like Chester drawers. So on the top he put socks, then on the next one he put underpants. And next then on one, porn. Porn, yeah. <laughs> Body parts, t- toenails. He put miscellaneous on one of them. Everyone's Which, got like, a miscellaneous drawer. Yeah, you don't need to label it, do you? No. Just, that's where the, the whisks live. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, proper weirdos. But I, I suppose, I reckon I've moved, I've probably moved out about seven times in Have my you? life. Yeah, probably. But not, like, properly as an adult. Twice, I'd say. I've moved three times as an one, two, three. Twice as an adult. Twice. Well, like from when I moved out of my mum's. Yeah. Um, but the first place I moved into was a pub. We ran a pub. Oh yeah, tell us about um, that. We were too young to run a pub, and it was like quite. It was by Walton. It was my ex partner and um, me. It was it was his brother's pub, and then they gave it up, and he said to to him, "Do you want to do you want to take over the pub?" And he went, "Yeah." And I met him because I was a part-time barmaid there. I was a student and I was working there part-time. So me and him got together and then we just decided we were going to run the pub. And um, Was it like EastEnders? It was mad because it was a really big pub and it was right by Walton Prison. And um, it was up, massive upstairs. And it was just like, it was an experience. How long did you do it for? I lived there about two years and he was there about... Three and a half. So you must have met some characters in there. It was mad. Like, you don't, because we were only young. I was only like 21, and he was like 25, 26, which is quite young to run a pub like that in the area it was. Because there were some really like rough people who came in, but there were some really lovely people who came in. Some of the roughest people are the nicest people, aren't they? You know, there's people who've like, they look like they'd stab you. Yeah. But they'd give you the last you know we had some run-ins like with like the local villains like we got it i got a knife pulled on me once yeah yeah you said that you're talking about it very casually like yeah and one time um, the police came in and sprayed um cs gas everywhere oh, Jesus. when the pub was empty and then they went in the cistern in the toilet and someone had left a big massive bag of drugs oh, in the toilet and some fella would come in after the police had gone went straight to the toilet couldn't find his drugs went out and there was like Police chases and everything. Oh, Jesus. But we had, like, this little group of old men who used to come in every afternoon, and they were my fave. Because we do, like, you do the quiz out of, out of the echo, the local paper, and then they'd all, like, have a little Aussie white. And then we'd play Guess the Age of the Celebrity, and I just loved them. Uh-huh. It was so funny. Because we were right by Walton Prison, so we'd have people coming on, on like, visiting day. Who, yeah, bet. Like, young girls who come all the way from North Wales or whatever, and they'd get off at the station and didn't know where it was. So we were like the next to the station. And I used to work every day. And I remember this one girl come in and she'd come in. She'd come from like um, like Langollen or somewhere. And she had this baby in a pram and she was lovely. And she's like, oh, where's the prison? I was like, oh, she's just down there. And she was like, I've got I've got to go. I'm going to visit. But it doesn't start till like such a time. And I was like, well, and I thought, I was like, do you want a cup of tea? Because yeah. <laughs> like, it's a pub. It's supposed to be yeah. saving things. So I made her a cup of tea and I was like, I'll run upstairs and make you a little butty. And then she was telling oh. me all about the story and that. And um, and then I think she, she must have told other people because people started coming in then. Oh, right. But For kids' one, butties. <laughs> this day, though, one fella came in and he'd just been released. And he was with his wife. And I recognised him. He was local and he has his little HM Prisons carrier bag. 
and uh, it was about quarter past yeah, twelve. Carrier bags. Yeah, they give them a carrier bag to put the stuff in, and they give them money for like to get home or yeah. whatever. But does it have HM prison on it? It used to. See, because that just gives the game away, doesn't it? When I know, you but people would pay like fifty quid for that now. To be ironic, wouldn't well, he? Would, wouldn't he? Yeah, but he come in the pub that. anyway with his, his wife, and he was local, and I recognised him. It was about quarter past twelve, and I was like, "Oh, what do you want?" And he went, "He's like going, what you love, what you love, what do I feel like, what do I feel like?" And she's just like that, giving him daggers, and he's going, oh, "I just don't know what I feel like." <laughs> oh, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I love, I love a steamboat. At quarter past twelve in the afternoon, and I was like. Right, okay. And she, what do you want? She went to Starfa Lager. She was livid, right, already. And I was like, these are going to have murder. So anyway, he did his drink and all that. And he picked up the, <laughs> he picked up this drink that I saved him. And he took one swig and went, I mean, he went like this with the drink and went, here's to the sweet taste of freedom. Playing <laughs> 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 out someone's or something. And then he took his drink of the drink and put it down and was like, oh, that was just delicious. And she turned around and went, Oh fuck off you! You've only been in two weeks for non-payments of parking fine. <laughs> <laughs> and he was there like he just the on the long walk. Totally <laughs> Andy Dufresne. Is oh, it? that's hilarious. That fucking hell, that's because you, you. If you were in prison, you'd be thinking about what you're gonna say when you have that first drink. And he's obviously been thinking. Yeah, that's but he's only done two weeks. Exactly, he's <laughs> done two weeks. But he's thinking, I'm gonna say this line. Everyone's yeah. gonna. Cheers to you, yeah. my good friend, for doing the time and not snitching. To freedom! To freedom and beyond. <laughs> it's like, fucking hell, mate, you've been in there for a cup of coffee. Like, that's it. Why was she fuming with him, though? Just because he was being a twat. <laughs> been in for t- if you, imagine picking your fellow up from yeah. prison and he's like that. Oh, Need I've been drink. dying for the drink. And you just be <laughs> like, you knobhead. You should have just <laughs> paid your part. Fine. I actually think two weeks in prison, would I wouldn't mind that. If you put me in a prison for two weeks... With if it was a low security prison and I, I was not near people who were going to attack me in a sexual way or or a physical way, I reckon I'd, I'd deal with that. I it's just don't think I'd want to even put like a boot camp situation now because all the people in there are dead hard. Okay, so maybe take that out of the equation. If okay, put me in solitary then for two weeks. I'd, I'd do that. Like there was a documentary oh, on I'd about love to do solitary for two weeks. Exactly. There was an OJ Simpson documentary. And it was all about where he was now. It started off like the, the trial and the murder and all that, and then what happened afterwards. And he got to this point where he was in this low-security prison, and he was showing him in there. And he was just, like, playing a bit of FIFA. He was, like, having a having a brew. He was just, like, chilling. And I was like, give me two weeks of that every January after Christmas. Perfect started. I think that should be the prerequisite for anybody in a long-term relationship. You should be allowed, like, two weeks just time on out. your own. Time out. Just... just do that, do that sign. Yeah. Once a year, you get to go away for two weeks. Yeah. Not bothered. Just going to go and scroll through Netflix for two weeks and not watch anything. That'd be amazing. <laughs> be amazing. And then come out and have a steamboat. <laughs> the sweet taste of freedom. <laughs> I'm going to do that next time I get a... a, a next time you, know, you get a release from prison. A parking ticket. <laughs> Just pay it and go, to the sweet taste of freedom. Yeah, I... Uh, do you find moving house stressful? Yeah, really stressful. Uh, when we moved... So me and my wife moved before we had kids to where we live now. And when we moved, at the time, we were like, right, we'll move here for a few years. We had this big plan. We'll move here for a few years. Stay here for like six, seven years. Then we'll move on to like somewhere else. And we, you know. And the fucking stress of getting the house sorted, getting all the things in the van, getting just getting everything completed, you know what I mean? Getting into the new house, finding all the problems that you couldn't see on a view. Mm. Oh, bloody hell. I just thought I'm gonna. I want to die in this house. I'm not moving ever again. I don't care. I just want to die in this house. 
Like not soon. But. No, it's all fun and games. When you view a house and someone's just had the Sunday dinner and they're all happy and the house smells like a nice Sunday dinner and you're like, oh, this looks like a dead cosy house. Yeah. And then you move in and go, oh, I didn't know there was fucking slugs in the kitchen. Yeah, everywhere. Where were they on the viewing? Yeah. The, the viewing, that's, that's the... That's the most... It's like going on a first date with someone, innit? You don't see the cracks on the bathroom like ceiling on a first date, do you? You don't no. see the psycho elements of someone's personality. You just go in, and on a first date... Well, you know my theory. First date, go hard or go home. Be you, the worst version of yourself. Exactly. No that's surprises. What, that's what you've got to be, innit? Just go in and, and just be, like, brutal. No, but when I got my first house and I moved in with my son and I literally didn't have a pot to piss in, I literally got a mortgage by the skin of my teeth. It was on about eight and a half grand a year. Mm. I don't know how they give me it. Yeah. But I remember moving in and I think we got given a three-piece suite by some neighbours and it was boss. Nice. I think uh, somebody gave me a kettle and I went and bought a second-hand telly from the strands and I didn't drive then. So I had to like carry this big, and it was it was not like a flat screen telly, it was like a One big box big telly. It was dead heavy. I had to carry it to the taxi rank did and you, take it into the taxi. Do you look like, is it Eva Edna from May Winds in the Willows? <laughs> so it's not the, yeah. the talking telly. I look like I just walked yeah, up yeah, to yeah, TJ's yeah. like that. It, yeah. Ta da! <laughs> <laughs> but then when I moved in, I just felt like I couldn't believe I was allowed to own my own house. And I basically kept going around, like just like touching the walls. Yeah. Sounds dead cheesy, but you can't believe. That's what I That think. you're allowed to own a house. I spent a, a great feeling. 45 minutes when we moved into this house we're in now, just lying on the floor of the living room, looking at the ceiling going, that ceiling's mine. Mm. That bit, the ceiling's mine as well. And it wasn't even a nice ceiling. It was Artex. You know, it was horrible. <laughs> just, but it was all mine. But then we found loads of things that you don't find on a viewing. Yeah. Like we found, like, was, this was only a couple of years after moving in. The actual, um, the bathroom, we got the bathroom done, so they had to take all the old tiles out. They took all the tiles out. They found another layer of tiles. They just tiled over the tiles. Oh, amazing. So they took those tiles out. They found another layer of tiles underneath them. They took those out. There was four, I think there was three sets of tiles over each other. So when they took all oh the tiles Oh, my God, out, you lived there before you, Fred West. It, it, well, and yeah. then there were 17 bodies behind the last set of tiles. Yeah, that was that was a real shock when we found <laughs> But in the end, the bathroom had gone from this small little bathroom. It's like a squash court now. It's massive. Amazing. It was just like the walls were closing in. So stuff like that, and we're still finding stuff now. We've been there about nine years. Mm. We're still finding stuff now. But that's the bit I like, the, the looking around the houses. And I'm saying I like it because that's in hindsight because I'm not trying to buy a house at the moment. But when you're going into people's houses and you are seeing that bullshit version of their house, which isn't the real version, and they've got bread baking in the in the oven. Yeah. It smells going through. And you, I remember going to some woman's house. It, and as, You know when you walk in and you just go, no. No, this is not for me. And all the doors were like really low, so I couldn't even, I had to stoop to go through the doorways. Yeah. I'm, I'm not that tall. Maybe it, it was just at the ceiling, had loads of layers of tiles on. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Yeah, that, that could have been it. But I did feel a bit like, you know, Willy Wonka, when he goes into his office and it's all like, everything's cut in half and mm. all these weird like higgledy-piggledy bits. Because she'd done her own kitchen up and it was this weird black and red like theme. And she had this thing, she went, look at that, I built that myself. That's for warming plates up. I was like, oh, great. She went, I built it myself. It's warm. Touch it. I said, I don't want to touch it. She went, just touch it. I was like, I don't want to touch it. She went, just touch it. I was like, I don't want to touch it. I don't want to buy your house either. So watch it. It was just like a, what was it? It was like a hot plate that you put your plate on and it warms your plate up. That's that's not getting in the Better Way catalogue, though. No. Definitely I not. I love the Better Way catalogue, though. Please sponsor us Better Way, please. <laughs> please. That's a call. A, a, a help. Please come and help us. Um but that's the bit I like, just going, yeah, just... No, it's easy moving into in. my house when you've got no possessions, though. Yeah. So that was all right. I didn't mind that. And then did you did and you find anything, like, 
at fault with that house when you were in there? Not in that put me off it was quite a solid house to be fair and it, it, it not long had new windows in so it was all like in good nick and I, I loved i just loved that it was mine but i didn't like the way it was decorated it had all dark wood skating boards and banisters so i myself painted all right. the woodwork in the entire house and it was like three bedroom house and it was dead it took ages did yeah. that and then i stripped the walls because it had that blown vinyl stuff on um and i was like I, I can't afford a plaster, so I'm going to put lining paper up. Didn't have the first clue, couldn't afford to pay nobody. So we came around with a book from her dad, and it was basically any kind of DIY job that you needed to do. It was like an encyclopedia of how to do that. All in the same So book. me and her just went to like B&Q and bought like the cheapest lining paper, and we followed the instructions in this book, and we hung it in like a 27-foot living room, and it was sad. Oh, sad. We did a good job. Yeah. But like... When you look back, it probably looked terrible, but we were just like, you know, you, you, know, you do a job in the house yourself instead of hiding a tradesman, and you just stand there with your arms filled and like going. Like Snoopy, that smug that. Snoopy look Oh my it. God, that's yeah. amazing, yeah. I still walk past little jobs I've done, and I'm pathetic around the house. I look at like a, a skating board I painted like three years ago, and I still sometimes stop and go, I did that. <laughs> it's like a weird day. I imagine if I did something good, like the Sistine Chapel or something, or yeah. just be like, it'd just be overblown my mind, I think. What about like, when you're trying to buy a house or even find somewhere to rent, like the, the estate agents you have to deal with. Because that's an interesting job, isn't it? I don't mean interesting to hear about, but the people who that attracts, like there's a certain level of bullshit that you've got to be able to pedal. Well, I job. am assuming the kind of houses you were looking at were a bit more expensive than the house I bought. Because <laughs> nobody was trying to pull the wool over anybody's <laughs> eyes or, or try and sell me a dream yeah. when I bought my house. Okay. Because it was 28 and a half grand and it nobody it wasn't like um it was what's that program called um sort of selling sunset it wasn't like that no no they basically were just made up someone wants to buy this house oh that's that's must be a nice little so job, that was all right listen i'm not gonna lie to you it's a bit of a shit hole but it could be yours for it's just price. the waiting now you do when you're waiting for everything to go through mm. i didn't like and um but that house i bought it was the first one i viewed Oh, was it? Yeah. I just went in and was like, yeah, because I needed a house yeah. and I didn't want to rent and I walked in and I was like, yeah, this will do, I'll take it. So it was quite, I'm quite like, I wouldn't like go looking at loads and loads of houses because I don't want too much stimulus because I have no. to just. It's draining and also. I'll overthink up, it otherwise. I mean, ultimately, like everyone, you, you, you move house, you get, you, you get what you want. You move into this new house that you like and then you see something else that you want and then you want that. So then if you move there, you're only, it's only going to be a matter of time. You want the next thing. And you're just never happy, are you? You've got no. to find happiness in the moment. And I know. be able to just live where you are and just think, is it big enough? Like, we're trying to get work done on the house at the moment. Like, we want to get, to like, an extra room built and stuff because you just can't be arsed moving out again and just going through that whole emotional turmoil of just looking around. And when I moved again, it was because I started, I was going out with the lads. Only go out with lads who, like, live in the same postcode as me. <laughs> so the lads I was going out with lived around the corner. And either he was going to move into ours or we were going to move in with him. And he had a big garden. So we were like, oh, we'll move in. You've got a nice garden. We'll move in with you then. Yeah. Sounds. The deal breaker? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So I didn't even have the struggle of like having to lug a load of stuff. Because I was just like, he's got everything. He's got everything I need. So it was quite, every time I've moved, it's been quite stress free. Yeah. Maybe you're an anomaly. Because um, I just, I got stressed out with everything, like packing all the boxes. We moved from a flat, me and Rachel, into a house. Kids weren't, weren't a thing yet, so just the two of us. She, you know, we packed all the stuff up. I remember one night I was at a gig and she phoned me and she went, 
can't find the remote control for the telly. So I think I've packed it. So I'm I'm gonna unpack everything. Oh. We were moving like the next day or something, and she <laughs> she was unpacking everything to find this remote control. I was just not watch telly. With a modern telly, you can't change the channel without the remote control. Yeah. Can you? you just you've got to kind of like fondle it, haven't you, to find the buttons? Oh, They're yeah. not labeled anymore. That's what are I you? hate about moving house. That I can't be in a room <laughs> where somebody has to like sort the telly out and tune it in. And do all the vir- or like the sky or the Virgin Media or whatever. I literally have to walk out the room because it just makes me. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> I get stressed watching it. There's a lot of moving parts, isn't there, with that? Yeah. I mean, probably There's less so now. There used to be like loads with like tellies tuning them in. It used to take yeah. days, didn't it? With like yeah. all the little knobs and the buttons, and you end up with like I, th- I thought I had ITV, but it's HTV. So the adverts are in Welsh. I can't understand them. Or I'm getting Brookside from six months ago because I'm on S4C <laughs> rather than Channel 4. Although I used to like that. There's pops programmes on every single night and I don't understand what's going on because it's not translated. It's exactly. So we, we had all these guys who came and, like, you know, put all the stuff in boxes and, and lifted them. And there was a guy, two fellas came and did it. I think it was about 400 quid, which sounds a lot, but... For what they did. It's a long yeah, day, that. It took about six trips from town to, to where we live now. And... Um, the, the one guy was like, I think he was 71 and he was still lifting boxes. But obviously it kept him young and his form, the way he bent his yeah. knees, he was just like, it's like, it was My mate's dad's like that. He's nearly 80 and he is like the strongest person I've I've ever met. Is he one of them guys just like keeps keeps his finger in? He's dead fit. He's, yeah. He does rides his push bike everywhere. He's got his allotment. He still, he still like goes part time doing tarmacking because oh. he, he can and he knows fellas who do it. So every now and again, he'll just go and do it. Just a little bit of time. Just get a little bit of ale money. That's it. Well, just, that keeps Stead you strong. Yeah. Because otherwise, you just... What do men do? Most men retire and then die. They've mm. got no hobbies. Or they just sink into the sofa and watch police. God, that's action. depressing. Well, Most men retire, then die. It is. That's what I'm saying to me. Dad, get a hobby, man. <laughs> Isn't it bad, then people who retire and go, I've got all these plans, and then like they'll die six months later, and you're like, oh, fuck now. Yeah, you just never make plans, you see. Heavy that. <laughs> Sorry to bring everyone down. <laughs> so if you were going to um, sell a house hypothetically and you were going to have people come and view your house, but let's just say you didn't really want to sell your house, but someone was making you. So basically mm. you want to put off all these people. Put off potential what would buyers. You do to put off potential buyers. I'd pay me mates to pretend to be terrible neighbours oh, and like, have good. a murder in the street. Yeah, what, and what would they do? Just like, like... Just letting the dog shit on the path and oh, stuff like that. Get loads of that joke shop poo and just yeah. leave it on the thing. That'd be good. Or getting them to make loads of like inappropriate sex noises at two in the afternoon. <laughs> oh, oh, not in there, Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> just two of them like making all these. Or just get one person to make two people's noises. Yeah, or like hire a trained rat. Yeah. Oh, tr- uh, or a remote control. Uh, uh, no, you'd have to have a real one, but like a tame one that's been trained by an animal. Can you train Husbander. Rats? Is that what it's called? Husbandry. Is that, called? Called? Hus- husbandry? <laughs> is that like anyway? Husband. I'd get someone to like tame a rat and train it to do do its bidding, but then I'd bring it in and just like be like, okay, send send the rat out, like in an earpiece. Yeah, send yeah. The rat in, and the rat comes in and yeah. what, what's they're what's about it? to open the kitchen cupboards, get him ready to pounce. Like the episode of Faulty Towers where the rats in the biscuits just get him to come <laughs> out. <and> rats like <laughs> that behind the cupboard door going. Motivation here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> End scene. <laughs> what would you do to put someone off buying your house? Um, 
I was going to say you could just act really weird, but then they're not buying you, are they? No. So maybe maybe that's what I would do. I would I would make it clear to them that no matter if they buy the house, I am not leaving. <laughs> I would have to stay. Yeah. And just get really close to them. Well, you know what would put me off buying something? I might put like coffee grinds all around the toilet bowl. Oh yeah. So it looked like someone had, had like terrible accidents in there, terrible shits everywhere. Maybe around <laughs> the bath. Just make the I'd make the bathroom look really, really dirty and grimy because if I went to buy a house and the bathroom was like that, I wouldn't buy it. If it was beyond redemption. Yeah. If it was just absolutely filthy. I'd buy slime and all like horrible stuff and just like smear it everywhere. Damp. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. Or make it look like you're covering up problems that aren't actually there. We like we saw one house and it looked fine. <laughs> a rug over a dead body. Just yeah, <laughs> just like a little yeah, a little bump. Or just maybe like Part of a finger somewhere, just like a little, like not something obvious like an arm, but like a little, just a bit of a pinky. Just leave it yeah. like on the drawer or something. Or when they went to open a cupboard, oh, don't don't look in there. Don't look in there. That's where the murder happened. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd tell somebody somebody like died a, a violent death in the house <laughs> about twenty minutes ago. Because I remember I was going, to, I was looking at buying a house moving years ago, and it was in the street where my mate lived, and she told me that. One of the, the woman who lived there, why the house was upset, because she, she hung herself over the banister. Oh, Jesus. I know, but the house is really cheap. I know. And, like, and that's why? <laughs> it's a really strong banister. She gave up her life so I could get a cheap <laughs> house. <laughs> but that's another way you could get someone to sell a house, couldn't you? Because like all those old Hollywood movies, they're trying to get someone to sell a house. The big company, big corporations trying to get some nice family to like sell the business or sell the house. And they bring all the heavies in, don't they? Oh, them. yeah. The, the scare tactics. That'd be another way you could get it. We want to build our nuclear plant on this yeah. land. We're not leaving. Six generations of our family have lived here. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to be involved in some kind of dispute like that. It'd just be great, wouldn't it, to feel like you were sticking it to the man. I know, but remember there were all those people who lived in Anfield and they all got loads of money to move so that they could extend the ground. I'd take that money. I'd move, yeah. I'd be like, yeah. Like the guy on the M62, innit? When you go up to Leeds. Have you seen yeah. that guy? And there's like... Th like they obviously offered loads I of money. I bet you they regret that now. Oh, have you driven past and it's just like smog everywhere? How do you go down his path? Is there a tunnel? There's a tunnel the other side and you go under. I'd like to go. I'd like to visit. Imagine the, the noise. I'd at least build a butty shop. You can make loads of money. Mm. But even the sheep, there's some sheep on the next. Yeah, well, bro I'd build a brothel there eh, for oh, all the lorry drivers. Jesus Christ! Yeah. We had a butty shop. You got to talk. You got to think big, Sam. That's a good idea. Yeah. Motorway brothel. I'm sure there are some of them. Actually, I saw one on the A1 once. It was like a. Like a porter cabin, but yeah. had like a red light. Wow. So, oh, they went all out with that aesthetic, didn't they? Yeah, but the M62, you could make it like a big Vegas brothel, couldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. And have a Starbucks as well. Star fucks, call it. Oh, that's a good one. And the the, the ladies could wear like... Masks. And ironically, the coffee, it costs more than the blowjob because it's fucking astronomical Probably to would. go there. Yeah. Can I have um, full sex and a cappuccino, please? <laughs> Uh, in what skim order? Skim milk, because I'm trying to be kind <laughs> to myself. <laughs> oh, there's a hair in this coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that come from, yeah? And a packet of mints. <laughs> um, what would you fix about about moving house? Well, I seem to do this with a lot of things we fix. But I, I would <laughs> hire a person to do all like the, the stuff I don't want to do. And not necessarily like um, viewing houses. I don't mind viewing houses. Mm. I mean like all the stuff like... When you do buy the house, they take care of all like the phone and the solicitors and basically just have a PA. Yeah. I it would be good to hire a PA who took care of all that for you when you go in the process of buying a house. 
I think the most beautiful story that this podcast, the Fix, Fix the World podcast, can can go on, is that we get to the point where people will pay for you to have a PA, and then the podcast is no longer needed because you are totally. That's my. That to seems to be my answer to everything. That's a good answer. Everyone would be life. Would be if I owned like a mortgage providing service or the solicitors that did the conveyancing, I would also say, right, I'll offer you the option of giving us another 500 quid. You've got this PA who is at your service. Yeah, that'd be good. And they take care of it. They will even come in and plug your telly into Virgin Media. Yeah. Oh, yeah, even, even that. That. Mm. Yeah, and they'll take all... They'll tell you all your kit measurements, what you need, or whatever you need, you, you know... How, what what's the best size bed for which room? They know all that, so uh, you don't have to yeah. tit around with a tape measure and a list. And 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 Miss Miss Tracy, do you want full fat milk or semi skim? Because there'll <laughs> be a pint of that waiting for you when you get yeah. there with the keys. Yeah, that'd be the, the deal breaker. That'd be a good one. I know it's an extra six gram, but you get milk, so <laughs> it's not what all bad. What would you do? I would just reduce house prices across the board, and I don't think this is an easy thing to do, but as a concept. I think that would be great because I think for a lot of people getting on the, the property ladder, first thing, is so difficult. And I know people who are in the 20s I now. feel like we're saying this because we're both on the property ladder and we might come across as smuggy, yeah. I think that's a good good chance, yeah. yeah. But I, I just, I know people who are in the 20s who are like trying to buy a house and it's dead hard because they just, they rockets up. Wages have stagnated. I couldn't afford a deposit now if I had to buy a house. No, there's no chance. It's just, everything's so expensive. So I was just lucky because my deposit when I bought my first house was like fourteen hundred quid, mm. and I had to borrow that. Didn't I? Couldn't say I couldn't save it. I had no money. Yeah, well, I, I mean, even then, yeah, things were like, but at least it was affordable. It was something mm. you could achieve. So, but I don't think that's going to change, is it? Because you know, and I, I'd probably stop landlords buying so many properties and just mm. basically owning half of the town. Well, they don't have to buy properties and charge shit rent, and no, they need to be more. Um, caring about what the, uh, the people who live in their houses because a lot of them aren't. No, not at all. But I suppose a, a simpler fix would be when you go and view a house, you're not allowed to tidy up. So you go in and you see it how, how it's going to be. So none of this baking bread. You go in and you're like, they're having an argument. It's a pot noodle on the floor. And someone has half flushed a, a jobby. A jobby? A jo- oh. are, we, are we jobby? Are we jobby? Are we jobby? My mate went to view a house once and they hadn't, they hadn't flushed the toilet. And she said to them, whoever was flat it was had left and the estate agent was there and he went any thoughts on the property and she went yeah tell the person who owns it to flush the toilet next time because they've left a load of piss there and, and also tell them to drink some water because that looks like red bull well that i don't understand that though because if you know your house is going to be viewed it's like people whose houses are on the telly right i saw a clip of jeremy corbyn coming out of his house before the last election before he left mm. and um he had all weeds growing in his in, in his flags on his front I was like, if you know the press are going to be taking a bit of prize in your house, Jeremy, uh, weed your garden, people say, are going to see. If, people, if you're trying to run for to be prime minister, you know, at least get some of that squirty stuff yeah, from being prize. My friend and her fella years ago watched, watched the porno and it was filmed in a house and she said the couple were having sex and it was an amateur one. And she said, um, as the camera pans across, there was like some empty co- like coffee cups on the floor. <laughs> With like a little drop of coffee in the bottom, and she says, "I'm just all I'm th- I'm sitting there watching it going. Well, you would have just put the cups in the sink before you started filming the sex, wouldn't you? Yeah. So it's that level of put care. Me right off me stride, that 
Make yeah. the house more well, pleasing to the eye. But maybe they were going for the totally natural looking love scene where the moment took them. You know, if the throws of passion are surrounding yeah, you, you can't gonna, you can't stop halfway through and go, I'm just gonna go and rinse them cups. Just gonna go and load the dishwasher. Hmm. <laughs> a euphemism. Before I load you. Yeah, that does sound like a, a euphemism. Uh, so thanks for thanks for listening, folks. Thanks for watching. If you've been watching us on the old uh, YouTube's, and or listening to us when we win, you couldn't see our faces. Yeah, exactly, and not on Zoom. So no. yeah, it's been good to be back in the flesh. And if you want to get in touch with us, if you've got anything you want us to fix, or if you've got any suggestions on the subjects we've done already, you can contact us on Fix the World Nine 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 at Gmail. Why is there a nine 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 in there? <laughs> We are an emergency service. We are an emergency service. We care. We're we here care so you. much. We're here to help. Clap you. for us. Clap for us. Yeah, yeah. we're more important. <laughs> I mean, I, I see that. And we have to see where our podcast has been brought to everyone from. Oh yeah, so we're from this this week. We are from the Have a Word Studios, which is where Have a Word podcast is uh, produced and recorded. And we are very grateful for them for for hosting us this week. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Next week we will be tackling the subject of. Game shows. Game shows. That's exciting. Do, 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 yeah, in fact, we should, do, 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 do. we should get a new theme song for next week, which is more game show game show uh, centric. I don't think that theme tune that I've just hummed will resonate with many people. What was it? To play cards, right? Oh, God. Yeah. With Barrymore. Was he on that? No. No. He was on Strike at Lucky. We'll go into this in the next okay, episode. Well, yeah, let's not get ahead of ourselves. But thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Bye. See you soon. <laughs>